Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. A woman shoots three employees at YouTube, then commits suicide. As hot as Cardi B's album is, of course people are coming out the woodwork, accusing her of stealing another song, and Safari breaks down, explaining his recent experience of getting robbed. What's good, you guys? This is your host, Angel Andrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session! And we are back. All right. All right. Getting it popping today on this lovely <laughs> Sunday, April 8th. What's going on? That's all we can do. That's all we can do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Do you I feel you. what I'm saying? I feel I you. you. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Feeling all right today. It's Sunday. Got to go to work tomorrow, but I'm not complaining. I got a job, you know. So, but yeah. Right. You better not be complaining, nigga. You got five days a week, and two of them are not on the weekend. So that is a blessing in itself. Me, (laughs) a nigga like me, is working six days, and that includes Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. I don't got to work nights. So, you know what I'm saying? At least I have my nights to myself. But shit. That is nice. That's nice. But still. (laughs) But still, six days a week. And ugly. I've been there. (laughs) Been there. How's school going for you? Um, school is going. It's going. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Like how we were discussing, as soon as the show's over, nigga got to do his homework. And we just going to keep it pushing. We going to keep doing it. Of course it's due today because guess what? Jean <laughs> Avello is, is the what? The procrastinator. <laughs> and I have to do better about it. It's funny because I actually, I was telling myself, I challenged myself. I said, self, starting this week, you are going to be on time. And I was on time to work because usually I'm like always at least 15 to 20 minutes late to work every fucking day. Like, And it's oh so goodness. bad. I mean, because the like, the area that I work in isn't open for, like, another two and a half hours, and I get everything that needs to be done anyways within the day. So I justify it as, okay, well, I don't technically I don't need to be there, but still, it just looks bad. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Being really punctual is everything. It is. It is. Like, I, you know, I really want to be one of those people that's just on time, even for parties and shit. I just, I actually, uh, I know, like, I actually, I remember watching this show. I think it was like Dr. Phil or something. And this doctor, he was saying like he's always late, like he's always late to his appointments, like he's just a late person. And come to find out what they say is people that are late don't like waiting on other people. And I think that's what it is. It's just like I hate being like on time for shit and then (laughs) knowing like, okay. Like if me going to work, I'm thinking like, okay, well, shit, I got two and a half hours before, you know what I'm saying, I even have to deal with people. So that's why I guess – I, you know, am late a lot of times. I'm late to parties because I'm like, I know if I get there on time, ain't nobody going to be there, you know, and shit like that. So, I don't know, child. We going to just pray for me, you know. <laughs> right. We going to keep this. <laughs> I'm going to do what needs to be done, and that's it. How was your week, though? Um. Well, like I said, everything is pretty smooth so far, just tagging along, trucking along, and um, that's it. I mean, nothing else she can really do. I got all my schoolwork done, of course. I actually started my schoolwork for next week. So <laughs> I spent pretty much all morning doing it, like maybe about four or five hours just on the computer, back and forth doing schoolwork. And, yeah, I got a lot accomplished today and got some good grades on them. So, yeah, just tagging along. I'm always on a paper, dude. That sucks. But, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I got two more weeks left of this. And I got a whole week break from school. So can't wait, y'all. Can't wait. <laughs> um, anyways, though, so we're going to go ahead and start getting into the show. 
But before we do, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course this podcast and blog talk. And send us those confessions at confessions at number two us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, and tag us in that drama. Jen, would you like to go ahead and hit them with that confession question of the day? Of course. Confession question. Confession question. <laughs> what are some things on social media that would immediately make you want to unfollow someone? Again, what are things on social media that would immediately make you want to unfollow someone? And let's get started with those confessionals, Miss Angel Vandrina. All right, y'all. So I'm not sure if you guys heard much about this YouTube shooter, but according to CBSNews.com, a terrified employee they fled as gunfire rang at YouTube's sprawling headquarters in San Bruno, California, on Tuesday. And this prompted, like, a massive police response, evacuation, and victims that were transported to nearby hospitals. San Bruno police identified the suspect late Tuesday as Nazem Abdam, 39, who was found dead, um, which looked to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. San Bruno police chief Ed Barberini said three people were transported to the local hospitals with gunshot wounds. Police said they are investigating the motive for the shooting, but Opdam's videos and website, her videos that were on YouTube and her website is pretty much filled with a bunch of criticism of YouTube. And sources also said that initially um, she asked for one of the male victims by name and that she used a 9 millimeter handgun during this shooting. The suspect's father, um, Ismail, told CBS Los Angeles that his daughter had gone missing for several days and he called the police because he was concerned over her recent anger at YouTube. He said police eventually found his daughter and said that she was in a car in Mountain View, which is about 28 miles south of San Bruno. When her family, they realized she was getting close to YouTube's headquarters, she told, uh, they told the police that the company um, was, that she said the company was ruining her, ruining her life. And um, the police, they told the family that they would keep an eye on her. The family believes that um, she did not know anyone personally at YouTube. Her father also told Mercury News that his daughter was angry because the company stopped paying for her content um, and things that she posted online. And her website accused new closed-minded YouTube employees of reducing her view count, suppressing her, and discouraging her from creating content on the video platform, um, and I'm sorry, content on the video. In a now-deleted video, she also complained to YouTube and began that they began filtering her page and adding age restrictions on her videos. Now, a spokesman for San Francisco, uh, excuse me, <laughs> San Francisco General Hospital told CBS News it recently received the three patients. Uh, it was a 36-year-old man who was in critical condition, a 32-year-old woman who was in serious condition, and a 27-year-old woman who was in fair condition. There were 15 to 17 shots in all, and all three victims, they're fine, and the employees of YouTube have returned back to work. Whew, that was a article, crazy, crazy article. Jean, I did know. you hear about the YouTube shooter? And of course, actually. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, and, and what did you hear? <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm not on social media anymore, so, like, my social media now is, like, pretty much interviews, watching interviews on YouTube, and um, I'm really into news on my iPhone. Like, I'm I'm on the news link all the time, and um, I got updated on that. Like, I randomly got, like, a notification about the YouTube shooter, and um, it's just really unfortunate. Um, I guess they said, like, the reason behind it was, like, YouTube's last year, they did, like, a lot of censorship because of um, their, the people that were partnering with them as far as, like, sponsors or whatever were pulling out because they said, like, their ads were next to hate speech and just all of these reasons, which I can understand that a corporation would not want to right. advertise, you know, next to. So YouTube had to get smart about it, and anytime it was something that would make, you know, an average viewer uncomfortable, they would remove the um, ability to ability to be able, able to um, 
have ads on there and for the video to be sponsored in any kind of way. Um, I actually, I follow someone, Forest Rocks, who I love. She's like a mentor in my head. Um, you know, she she doesn't do interviews and stuff like that, but she talks about like pop culture all the time. I talk about her all the time on the show, but mm-hmm. she is a, a video blogger on YouTube. And um, what she was saying is that it did affect people's bottom line a lot. You know, a lot of people who solely, luckily, she said she didn't, you know, because I want to say she works for, like, the government in Atlanta. And um, YouTube is something that she only did part-time. But she said that she's making a quarter of what she was making before, you know. So, I mean, people that are used to making a certain amount of money and now because if they did have with her, I think she spoke about veganism and then like a lot of like religious stuff, which could make people uncomfortable, you know, it was affecting her bottom line. Like I want to say like she was getting like 100,000 views on certain videos and, you know, she was saying like she was um, getting like 10 cents on the video, like not making any kind of money because it was being flagged like right away. So, I mean, if you you know, had a whole life and now you feel like you can't express who you are anymore. Right, but come on, like, you finna go and kill somebody and then kill kids. No, I'm, I'm not trying to justify yourself. it, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, in her mind, maybe that's what she thought, but at the same time, it's like, what are you saying? Like, maybe she's looking to <laughs> your views, you know, and see why is it being censored. And is it being, I'm, and part of me is just like, okay, what is it, like, this certain particular you know, because obviously somebody had to understand, because she didn't speak in English, you know, her, her right. videos weren't in English, so I'm like, did, you know, someone from her background understand what she was saying and didn't agree with that and, you mm. know, flag her videos, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's just really sad, you know, that <laughs> she got dunked the other day because it was really stupid. Like, <laughs> right. bitch, you could have went and got a job at the end of the day. Right. Like, if, if she wasn't working out for you, like, you know, what you were saying, they didn't agree with. You have, you know, she had enough followers. I think she had like 55,000 followers on Instagram. And, you know, like she was widely known, not like famous, but she was like up and coming, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a video blogger. So, I mean, you could have definitely moved platforms, maybe start doing like podcasting if it wasn't, if they weren't appreciating. And also like she could have seeked out sponsors besides like just, you know, getting ads from YouTube. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's. Just, I I feel sorry for the people that were involved. Luckily, luckily, no one died besides her. You know, right. but it's just <laughs> people like it just goes to show you like are not in their fucking right right frame of mind like that. Like it makes that made no sense. Like you going right. to shoot up YouTube yeah. headquarters like bitch. Come on. Yeah, what are like, you doing? Fucking cool. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's so many other things that you could be infuriated about, but you you upset. You feel like you're being censored on one site. You're not being censored on the internet, <laughs> bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's like North Korea, they access the internet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like people out here have real problems and you just upset because one side you you're not making the same money that you once made you didn't save any fucking money like i hope you go to hell what what did you think i just thought it was really like you said stupid um there was really there was no point whatsoever for um her to go up there and then i feel like the family warning the cops they didn't take the family serious because they're like look like she's been missing where is she she and they told the cops them about um, the issue with her and her anger towards YouTube, and she's on her way to YouTube, like that wasn't suspicious enough to check out. But you guys did you'll keep an eye on her, and she ended up shooting the damn place up. So, like, it's just a lot of not listening, not, you know, doing their job, I feel like, on the cop side. And she's just a crazy individual. Like, did you see her photo? Or she was just looking like a crazy individual. I was like, yeah, wow. no, she definitely looked like a creep. No, I I, I agree on that, <laughs> honey. <laughs> but yeah, mm. so I'm glad that no one passed away. You know, like, but but she did, and um, <laughs> yeah, mm, that's pretty much it, you guys. Jenny, you got anything else to say about this? No, you know, sorry to everyone at YouTube. Like, this can't not become the norm. Like, you bitches can't be getting mad right. and ready to kill people over minuscule shit. 
Like right. shit that you clearly can have control over. But like, they want guns. Come the fuck on. Guns. Like, but they exactly, but they want guns in this country. And bitches out here doing shit like that. You know, and and I feel sorry for, you know, the um Middle Easterns in this country too, because that, that I'm sure that was the first thing people thought, like a terrorist attack or you know what I'm saying? So, you know, because mm-hmm. she wants to be a dumb bitch, but that's it, child. I hope you're in hell. That that's all. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. Next topic, Tyrone Hankerson Jr., who we talked about um, last Sunday on the show. He was recently interviewed by Roland Martin in defense of being the face of six employees who were fired from misappropriating student funds. Tyrone says he was never an employee of Howard. He worked in the financial aid office as student work. Uh, he wasn't fired. Um, he said that they were are encouraged not to work their first year in law school. He has been with Howard for seven years um, and not four years. And the money that he was accused of stealing is what's normal for financing. Um, He got 100% of his um, financial aid because he's a merit scholar. He has a 4.0 GPA. um, And he also graduated summa cum laude um, undergrad. And he also is a need-based. And he comes from a family that can't contribute anything to his education. He did admit that his flexing – he didn't say flexing – but, you know, how his Instagram, how he presented himself on social media is one of the reasons he was accused in um, the fact that he did shit like posing in front of, you know, a Range Rover that wasn't his. And he he said that, you know, most of the clothes that he got were discounted and, you know what I'm saying, um, shit like that. And he also said like that is like the the kind of the culture of Howard, like, you know, people are in designers and all this stuff. And, you know, some of it isn't real. Um, you know, people, they do get stuff on discount. He, he knows people in the fashion industry and, you know, even some of the stuff that he wore was not his, you know, that he posted pictures with. And even like his vacations, it was actually like him studying abroad. So what he said made sense. You know, he said that it was um, when he first, when they first released um, his name as one of the people that was fired, I think they said that he stole like 492000 and then they said they reduced it to 429000 They tried to say that he only was at Howard for four years when he, in fact, had been at Howard for seven years. Um, and if he did the calculations with him getting like 100% of scholarships and, you know, financial aid, um, in, in my opinion, it made sense. But what what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like the school didn't do research. It looks like people have been jumping to conclusions because, as you said, 4.0 GPA average, 100% scholarships. He's been in a school for seven years, and on top of that, he's receiving financial aid. He's just a student. He's not even actually working at the financial aid office. And then from then to go from 492 to 429, you know, motherfuckers sitting up here transposing numbers. I mean, you know, and one, like, and also the the fact that he explained it's like a lot of people that are in college, that being in series, they do shit like that. I've seen, you know, photos. Hell, we got little Bow Wow still doing that shit, you know, posing and talking about he on private jets and shit that's not his. Like, people do that shit. Like, you know, so they need to do their research, I feel like, before they go ahead and start accusing people. And on top of that, he's saying that he didn't even get fired now. I want to know what the school has to say about these allegations. Like, you know, um, it sounds I, like... I don't think the school publicly, he says, his him and his lawyer were saying that they want, like, a public apology. They haven't come forward mm-hmm. to say anything, but he is... Um, and one thing that stuck out to me, he still is a student at the school. So clearly, like, you know... And I think he says he's graduating in a week, but he was accepted. Um, he had, like, a job offer and everything. And then, you know, his job offer is, like, under, like, consideration because they're trying to find out what's going on with the whole oh incident gosh. with Howard. Um, but to me, for him to still be a student at the school, you know, it clearly shows, like, you know, if he wasn't expelled, that the motherfucker wasn't stealing. You know, maybe right. he did. I, I, In my opinion, I feel like, with him being around and, and you know, um, having knew, student like, work in the financial aid office, he knew, yeah. right, he he knew what scholarships he could apply for. He knew what scholarships were being offered to him. With him being, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say he also was invited to the White House as, like, a merit um, person, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
as one of Howard Shiner's students, with him not being able to afford, afford the, school, the school, they just wanted to keep him at all costs. So that, that's what I think is what happened. They were yeah. just throwing money at him, you know, but it, I don't think it was him specifically, like, stealing or, you know, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, take advantage. You know, he I did, did think. He did what was smart. Right. And, and I do think he that his flexing. And, 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 mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think his flexing is was ultimately is what his downfall. But you know, I'm glad that he came out and cleared it up. To me, it made so much mm-hmm. sense at first. I I wasn't trying to hear it, but then I'm just like, you're right. If you still a student, you still graduating. Like that makes no sense. Like right. they would expel your ass. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he did say he does want a public apology from Howard. So we'll see if he'll get that. You know. But yeah. Yeah, they definitely need to do that. So we'll keep you all updated, of course, on this. We're going to move on to the next topic. Okay. So, according to page6.com, I'm not sure if you all heard anything about this Beyonce getting bit, the story that Tiffany had as she had been telling everybody, but the case is closed involving the mystery actress who bit Beyonce. Multiple sources confirmed to page six that the face-chomping culprit was indeed, okay, Jen, is it Sanaa Lantham? Sanaa Lantham. Okay, Sanaa Lantham. Now, I know the face, if you guys know, she she's from, like, loving basketball. Jen, do you know any other movies? I mean, I know she's from a ton of movies. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. I love in basketball, The Family That Prays. Um, oh, yep. Just a bunch of different, like, um, black movies. I'm, I'm I, I can't think of anything <laughs> like like she definitely is like a black A list Hollywood celebrity. I would say like in the scope of things, she's probably like a B list actress, but definitely like you know she's well known in the black community. Yeah, yeah, I would say that too. Um, so Carmichael, wait, wait. <laughs> really? Multiple sources confirmed to page six that it was Sana. Um, even though she strongly denies it, numerous sources tell Page Six that the Love and Basketball star had been talking to Jay Z VIP uh, at a VIP backstage party um, after his gig in Los Angeles last December. But when Beyonce stepped in, she playfully bit her on the chin. Uh, Tiffany Haddish she started off this debate earlier, describing that the scene was GQ. Um, she was like, there was an actress that was just like doing the most. She hit Beyonce in the face, had his comments sparked an internet-wide search to determine who on earth could possibly dare to disrespect Queen B in such a scored tooth and eye way. But according to multiple sources, it was indeed Sana, who was Beyonce's Becky with a good teeth. Um, she has denied be- uh, biting Beyonce, tweeting on March 27th. Y'all are funny. Under no circumstance that I bite Beyonce, and if I did, it was a love bite. This isn't the first time Tiffany Haddish has told the story. A source told Vulture that she was, um, that the chick who bit Beyonce was in a pretty much a relationship. She used to deal with French Montana, and previously, uh, Sanaa, she was linked to him. A rep for both Beyonce and Sanaa declined to comment on this biting. Jen, why would she ever put her fucking mouth on somebody? I don't know why that um, dumbass coked out. Um, <laughs> five right, yeah, she was coked out. Like, Come, Michael, hell. wait, wait. Ooh. <laughs> Ugly ass. Um, <laughs> wanted to steal everybody, man, because you know they used to say she used to fuck Denzel. Um, wow. Doing the most bitch ever think that she could touch the queen you know so now i used to fuck with you but i kind of always knew because she played bad person roles besides loving basketball i want to say loving basketball was like the only movie where she wasn't a bad person in like every other movie she played in like she always played so i kind of see i could see her being like this manipulative like bite facing face biting bitch and i'm just disgusted i'm just disappointed that you would ever disrespect the queen I'm so hurt. How did you feel? <laughs> I thought it was gross. Like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, 
not even thinking it's like, you know, a black person that would do something so fucking disgusting. And I look, and it's her ass, and I wouldn't even have expected it. Like, you just see her with that damn nose. Like, are you really biting people? Like, what are you doing? You bit me on like, my fucking scar on her chin. Right. Like, no, that but, is but I, horrible. What I thought when um when they were bringing names, I automatically, for some reason, I did think Sinai Lathan. I'm trying to think, like, what actress is, like, popping enough to be there? Like, what black actress? And, like, and for some reason, I automatically thought of Sinai Lathan. But then when they were saying white actresses, I was like, okay, well, I can see an A-list white actress being gross and doing some shit like that, you know? But, I mean, it made, it definitely made sense to me. Like, she seems like, you know, her being a party girl, you know, there's always been rumors of her being, like, this party girl, you know, behind closed doors, you know, um, there are also, like, videos of her uploaded on um, online where she clearly looks sloppy and messy and drunk and high, so, um, wow, yeah, it, you know, it makes sense. Mm. Well, I guess it makes sense. I've never seen her in that light before, so I've never even heard anything about this. Like, I was completely in shock when I seen that it was Sanaa. Because I was like, wait, what? Like, why Why is this the person that's biting Beyonce on the face, on her chin? You know? Like, I, I wasn't, I never heard any of this stuff that you're talking about. I'm going to have to start looking people up because um, that's crazy. But anyways, y'all, we're going to go ahead and move on to that next topic. Yeah. All right, y'all. So, JoJo Zazor. Um, who is the um, young, blonde-haired, um, beautiful girl that's on Love & Hip Hop Miami. She was on Lip Service, uh, Angela Yee's podcast. And, um, wait, 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 wait. Who, who is she now? She's the Love one, um, blonde, Hispanic. Um, she's Mexican. Um, but she, for some reason, I thought she was, like, Middle Eastern. Like, I, the whole time I thought she was, like, Middle Eastern, but she said on the show less. Now, she said on the podcast that she's Mexican. She's of Mexican descent. Um, really pretty, blonde hair. Um, I don't know who She was the about. one with the millionaire. She's the one with the millionaire dad that cut her off. And oh, was like, I love her. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like her. I like her. She has gangsters. Yeah, so so she was on Lip Service, Angelique's podcast, and um, she was talking about how at one point, you know, she was like too high key. She lived in this mansion, and you know, she she moved differently because she was around. She had been around people that took advantage, and you know, all these other reasons. And she she gave specific reasons why, you know, she moves the way she does. And she said at one point she was robbed, and they so was like, well, "Who were you robbed?" She was like, "I actually was robbed by a known rapper's girlfriend." And um, she didn't wow. say names, but um, she said that, you know, she had a party. She went to sleep. She woke up. All her shit was gone. Like, her designer handbags, her shoes, like, a lot of her clothes mm-hmm. um, were missing. And she said she ended up coming to the rapper's house, and she saw the handbag. She asked, she was like, is that my bag? And uh, he was like, you know, he told her, the rapper told her that the girl said, um, it was actually the young thug was saying that uh, I was trying not to insinuate name, but <laughs> but so she basically insinuated that it was uh, Jerrica Carlay who was Young Thug's girlfriend, and um, yeah. she said that she went to Young Thug's house and um, he she was like she saw the handbag she was like is that my bag and Young Thug was like no she said that's her bag. Um, and he asked her about it, and she ended up admitting that she stole everything, and um, she made Jerrica give her all her shit back, and um, he told she told him to stop fucking with her. They still stay in a relationship together. Um, she did say that she um, felt that Jerrica was always a gold digger, you know, and um, um, she actually who set up Jerrica and Young Thug, and um, Young Thug had always said that he was like in love with her and Jericho wasn't checking for him until he had got really popping. She said even like back when he was like rapping and like somewhat well known, Jericho still was not checking for him. But it was like when he got like like super famous is like when she wanted a relationship from him. Um, she also had mentioned um, how I felt the reason why I felt like Young Thug they're talking about Jerica, uh, Young Thug and Jericho is because um, she was like. It was her most famous client, 
And if you did research, you could see that Young Thug is out of her clients because she's a stylist, would have been her most famous client. And then L'Oreal, who is on the show as well, she's my favorite. She's Angela Yee's best friend. She's also one of the co-hosts on the show. And she was like, was, was he wearing the purses or was she? So to me, that was enough to be like, okay, because, you know, Young Thug cross-dresses. And, um, mm-hmm. and then L'Oreal was like, I've heard things about her from, you know, personally, you know, I, I heard she's done some fucked up shit. So um, I think it's crazy. What do you think about that? Young Thug is, you know, in love with bitches that steal. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, I don't even understand why. Like, this shit is so embarrassing. Like, your girlfriend just stole, like, all this shit out of my house, okay? And and you had to force the bitch to give me my shit back. And I found out right away. And I can just see her, too. Like, my bag? Like, that's my bag? Like, you know, about to get ready to put some paws on somebody. Like, I can already see that. But that's really good, that young thug. He made her give all the stuff. I thought that was good. But, oh, my gosh. This is just a mess. And he definitely needs to keep away from that trash. Because that bitch, she reckless, and she going to get him in a bad situation. So he needs to drop that zero. Seriously. Right, right. No, that's all I think. I was just like, seriously, like, who would want to date a thief? Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially, like, that would be enough That would be enough for me because I'm like, if you're stealing shoes and bags, like, that means when I'm leaving the bands around, I'm coming back, it's going to be a few hundred missing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-uh. So you better like, believe that's it. Not, it that's be not missing. trustworthy. Right, okay? If if, if anything's left. So, um, the dog but yeah, I, I thought that was crazy. And at first, I was like, who is she talking about? But then when... um when they were like your most famous client, I did Google. I was like, okay, Young Thug. And um, L'Oreal was like, was she wearing the bags or was he? Because, you know, he's known for wearing like women's designer clothing yeah. and handbags and shit like that. So, yeah. Mm. But that's mm. psycho. Mm. Crazy. All right, y'all. We're going to move on to another crazy topic. According to HollywoodUnlocked.com, Safari broke out in tears Monday during his interview with Angie Martinez while sharing that he'd just been robbed moments before he sat down. Safari said two guys ran up on him with guns and took everything. The loving hip-hop star went on to share that he had a gun to his head and was laid out on the floor as they took his personal items. At the time, he had no clue who could have done this to him until now. It had just been reported that the suspects were caught. Law enforcement told TMZ that two men suspected of robbing Safari at gunpoint were busted after cops chased them down over the George Washington Bridge from New Jersey into New York. The two suspects had been identified as Jonathan Ricketts and Sean Harewood. Police said that they were in hot pursuit following the alleged robbery in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and cops followed them over the bridge, and at one point the suspects crashed their car and fled on foot. NYPD, they joined the search before Ricketts and Harewood would be captured. Um, they were captured about 12 blocks from each other. And Safari, he has not publicly spoken about the latest news as far as them two being caught up. So, yikes. Jen, what do you think about this? Um... Very unfortunate. Um, did you say that he that he also knew like the person that one of the people that no. did rob him? No, I didn't say that. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. So it did come out um, that he actually was formerly friends with one of the people that robbed him. Um, but I think it's just it's just really sad. I, I you know celebrities. And I think about that shit all the time, which is weird, because I'm like, okay, these people are famous, but they're not necessarily wealthy. So they don't have, like, you know, security around them, you know, and they don't have where they can move to ensure, like, they are safe at all costs. And, you know, they're just moving through life. But Even if you do have money like that. Right. But they're moving through life, and millions of people know who they are. Um and that can cause for some some crazies and some crazy shit to happen. Um, you know, not too long ago, it was a, a girl from American Idol who, you know, who was at a performance or singing somewhere, and somebody walked up on her and shot her in the fucking head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are... Oh, my God. Did she die? Yeah. We talked about it on the show. Remember, this was, oh, like, last oh, year. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, like walk, like she was performing and somebody walked up on her and shot her in the fucking head. Like people are crazy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I'll be thinking like, what are these people who have like a million or two million followers on Instagram, but they're not rich? Like, how do they fucking move? Like, because this is like a right. lot of people know who the fuck you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially in your community. Um, but you know, I I felt sorry for Safari. You know, he definitely seemed like shooken up, and you know, he had also yeah. mentioned that you know his uncle recently passed from the same situation. His whole life flashed before his eyes. This is somebody that you knew, you know, and the fact yeah. that people were making fun of him behind that for for being honest, and you know, he had a he had an interview like right after the fact. I, I felt like it's fucked up. Like black men can't be vulnerable. You know what I'm right. saying? We can't be honest, and we like we was fucking scared. You know, everybody's not no fucking shooter. And even if you was, it's just like, if you were comfortable and caught off fucking guard, you know what I'm saying, and you almost lost your life, like, what would you do? Like, that would that would be terrifying. Like, shit, day before yesterday, I was asleep, and Chris walked up on me and asked me something, and I swear, it scared the shit out of me, and I didn't know. <laughs> In that moment, for like five seconds, I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I always think, like, you know, somebody break into my house, I'm going to be ready, you know. <laughs> but that's if I hit a motherfucker. If, I, if somebody sit in my house and I, and, you know, and I look up and I just see a body over me, I don't know what the fuck to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a nigga catch you slipping, like, you just going to panic, you know. So yeah, I definitely yeah. understood where he was coming from. And, um, you know, I felt so bad for him. And hopefully he goes and goes on vacation and, you know, just relax and, you know, stay out, of me- out the media and for, you know, a couple of weeks and get his mind together, you know, because that has yeah. to shake you up. Did they, did they you know? specify and move differently. actually got taken? Yeah. You're right. No, um, but they did say it was like 150000 you know. It might be right. him just trying to get shit on insurance, you know, which is smart, oh. too. And they do say mm-hmm. people do that, like they claim more than what actually happened. When you got it, when you got money, you got insurance, you can do shit like that. I do, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So maybe he was claiming more, but they said it was like one hundred fifty thousand worth of uh, stuff that was stolen from him. But I'm sure because they were pulled over on the bridge, so I'm sure they recovered most of the items, you know. But hopefully, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows, y'all? Well, we're going to go ahead and go into that last topic of the evening. All right, you guys. Last topic. Shortly after Cardi B released her new single, Be Careful, last Friday, video allegedly filmed in 2017 surfaced of artists Artisan Fontaine rapping the lyrics to be careful over the same beat. This led many to believe Cardi either utilized a ghostwriter for the Invasion of Privacy single or stole the record for her own game. Not so fast. It's important to note that Cardi and Fontaine have worked together in the past. The Bronx rapper appeared in one of Fontaine's music videos. Some Twitter users claim Fontaine was not properly credited on the track as his name doesn't appear on the list of writers. However, that isn't true. Fontaine is the alias of Jordan Thorpe, who is also credited on uh, Cardi's Grammy-nominated record, Bodak Yellow. Trademark filings show Fontaine and Thorpe are the same individual, which debunks the ghostwriter theory. And how could she have stole the song if Fontaine received credit for his contributions? This whole situation seems like a moment to try to bring Cardi down, but we don't see that happening anytime soon. She also released her um, album this Friday, um, to some good reviews. Um, I, personally, I've I've heard the album being mediocre, but um, Los Angeles Times, Rolling Stone, uh, the Binger, you know, they all were giving like pretty good reviews on the album. There's a few songs. I don't I don't think it's an overall album that um, I would personally listen to, you mm-hmm. know, on a regular basis. But it was a, it was a few cute songs from it. Were you able to listen to the album at all, Miss Angel Vandrina? No, I didn't listen to the whole album, but um, I was uh, <laughs> of course I didn't. Um, but as I was driving to work, I was uh, you know like I was listening to the Breakfast Club and I was listening to how they play like the samples and stuff like that on the radio and um, a lot of the samples were really good. I was just like okay, like, you know jamming and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that that's what's up. I think that it sucks that 
people are just sitting there and assuming, like, they just need to be quiet and stop, like, trying to bring her down. She looks wonderful, her little pregnancy bump. She feels cute. Like, leave her alone. Let her enjoy this when, let her enjoy this moment before she becomes a mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, leave this girl alone. But, yeah, I don't think she saw anything. I think she, people just, you know, hating, and that's it. What do you think about it? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was talking to um, Sierra earlier, my sister, and um, we had a conversation. It was just like all these big rappers, like everybody fucking has like assistance, you know. Some somebody might write a a lyric or two, you know. And I mean, Cardi B's a busy woman, so I'm sure you know she brainstormed some things and somebody tweaked it for, or she probably had you know a verse and they were like, okay, throw this in, add this in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, you know, if somebody's presenting you a whole album or a, you know a whole track and then you just rap it, yeah. It's it's kind of funny, but at the same time, you listen to these ghostwriters, you know, these supposedly like huge ghostwriters that that written for Drake and you know all these other you know big people. You listen to that that shit on their own, and it's horrible. Like it sounds nothing like how yeah. it did with the artists, you know. So yeah, it could be one thing to to be able to write something catchy, but to to be able to perfect it, to be able to perform it is a whole other thing. You know, a lot of times these people, they need each other. You know, clearly that's that's why, you know, these rappers, these ghostwriters aren't popping, you know. So I didn't think too much of it when I seen it. You know, they said, they said the same thing with Bartier Cardi and Tommy, you know, and um, I mean, it's just what it is. Like Cardi B, she's, it right now and they're going to try to bring this young woman down and um she's about to feel it you know she's going to continue to rise she's with that she's going to she's going to continue i can't talk she's going to continue to get more hate and um eventually hopefully you know she'll come out on the other side but yeah all right y'all and that was it for our topics of the evening. We're going to go ahead and go into that confession question of the day. So we all know that Jen is no longer on social media, but that does not mean that things in the past have stopped him from unfollowing motherfuckers on social media. Jen, what is what are some things that, you know, without a doubt, if you see it, you will immediately just unfollow somebody on social media. Um, something that would immediately give me to unfollow someone, and the reasons why I have is definitely like the homophobic or the racist things, like stuff that affect me personally, and I almost cussed your ass out. Like I remember one time it was like my cousin um, was, and this is extended cousin. I don't know her personally, um, but she was like talking about like how. You know, um, it's all these like DL men in Milwaukee fucking faggots on the low, and you know I know who they are, but I'm not gonna expose you and all this other shit. And I'm just like, bitch, you just mad because you can't get a man. Like, shut the fuck up. So I just unfollowed her. <laughs> like, it, it really had pissed me off. Cause I'm just like, what? Like, why are you bringing like gays into this? Like, and then if he is the like, what the like, what does that have to do with you? Is that your man? Are you worried about your man fucking somebody? Is right. that the whole reason? You know, and um. And you know, definitely like racist, like the whole thing with um with Trump. I it was a lot of people, even people that I was cool with. I wouldn't I wouldn't say we were friends necessarily, but like people I was cool with outside of social media. And I saw like their views with the whole election when it went down. I would just be like unfollow every time I seen something that was just like even a little bit pro Trump. <laughs> you know. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm following friend. Like, I'm I'm not fucking with it because I really want to cuss your ass out, did, but did I may have to see you again. No, I mean, because people don't really they not they not paying attention. Because um, I remember every now and then I would check my social media and it would be like a couple people that unfollowed me and I'm like, wow, they unfollow me. Okay, well, whatever, fuck you, you know. It didn't happen too often, but <laughs> and it, I'm sure when I unfriended them and unfollowed them, it was the same thing. You can, you don't got to announce you doing all that. You can just go ahead and do it and be like, and if they were to ask you, I'd be like, well, you were being gross. Oh, another reason. Um, 
this girl I knew, she was just, you know, she used to be like heavier and I, she had lost some weight and she was just really like, just not like, like full of herself, but like gross full of herself. Like she would take the same like selfie, like face shot. I'm just like, girl, like you look the fucking same. Like you, you think cause you got on a different pair of clothes. Like it's the same look. Like it's not cute. Like you sitting there talking about yourself all fucking day. Like, I don't communicate with you at all, and I'm getting tired of seeing your big head ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no. So, like, shit like that, I would think. Or if you, I would say if you, like, are over-promoting shit just to be promoting stuff and yeah. um, somebody that is boring and I don't communicate with, too. Like, if you're boring <laughs> and I don't have any communication with, like, I don't like your photos, you don't like mine, then, I mean, like, what are we following each other for? So, Yeah. Yeah. What about um, you? In, in my case, I will follow somebody if they've been, like, inappropriate. Like, they just, like, like posting shit that nobody actually needs to see, like, people getting killed or shot or some shit. Like, why are you posting that? Or that, that one video that had went around, and thankfully nobody on my page posted, that a little girl being, I guess, raped or whatever like that. People oh, yeah. Like that I, I, seen like a, I seen, like, a screenshot of that. Um, and I was just I like, didn't. I can't Thank believe. God. Yeah, it it was horrible. Like I didn't I didn't think it was real at first. I didn't do any investigation, but I heard someone else talking about it, and I was just like, who would like post this? Even just to be like, this is sick, and report like, why would you even like? Right. Exactly. A little ass girl, like really? But yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, I thankfully so so yeah, people like that. People who like you like you said over promote like no I don't want to think about no shit like that see no shit like that um what else yeah and people like that like like things affect me personally as well like you said people I see people talking racism and some shit like that like yeah I would unfollow them back in the day I used to just argue with a bitch like oh let's oh this is what you think you stupid this and that you know what I'm saying but nowadays I don't got time for that unfollow. But I don't really have to mean, like, I don't follow people who, like, are, like, I don't know. Like, I've been unfollowing a whole lot of people lately because it's like, why are y'all on my page? I don't even know y'all. Like, but I just got, like, a whole bunch of friend requests. And I'm like, I'm not going to accept no friend requests. Y'all want to add me somewhere? Go on confession session page. Shit. <laughs> and that's no. it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Go on confession session. <laughs> That's how I was, y'all, because they had got some moment too. I was just like, I used to just add everybody as my friend because I was just like, well, let me get to it when I was younger. Let me get to how many friends as possible. Now I'm like, who the fuck is this? Even if it's somebody, I, and that shit annoys me. Like, even <laughs> if I know of you from somebody, I've never spoke to you personally. So don't be adding me as no fucking friend. Like, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, like, sure. But it's like, uh, like, no, we're not going to be friends on Facebook. We're not going to communicate. Like, bitch, I don't know you. Okay. But yeah. Ugh. All right. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and go into that love confessing for the evening. What are you solely confessing your love for this evening? I am solely confessing my love for good friends and fucking good family. Like, you know, this has been a very hard, you know, um, you know, past few weeks for me personally. A lot of stuff going on in my personal life. You know, I am going to talk about it, you know, later on, you know, not anytime soon. But, you know, if I make it over this hump, and I will, you know, um, you know. I'll discuss it publicly, but um, it's just been a very trying past few weeks for me and, you know, very scary, very tough. And um, I will say that I've had some great people support me and uh, I love each and every one of you so much for being there and not judging me, you know, and not being Uh biased at the same time, because I feel like a lot of times like people, they do have, you know, biased people in their life that's either going to side with them or, or be against them, but to be able to keep it real in the same time, show uh-huh. love, and, you know, it's just, like, I really, it really means everything to me, like, yeah. you know, because I've been down, you know, I, I've never felt like this in my life, like, I, I've never been, like, just so hurt and just so, like, uh-huh. scared, you know, and um, 
to know that people care about my well-being regardless, you know, it, it just means everything, you know. Um, but I am going to therapy, and we are going to continue to progress because yeah. I was meant to be, you know, something. I'm not going to say that because I don't know if that's what I want. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was meant to be, you know. I, I definitely want to change this world and it's not, you know, nothing is going to stop that, you know, nothing, yeah, nobody. Right. I'm going to continue to push forward, you know. And, you know, what happened, in my opinion, is, you know, a blemish on me, but it's not the end of me, you know. That's um, right. And that's it. Thank you. All right, y'all. But um, what are you confessing your love for, Miss Angel Vandrina? Jen, I think that speech was just so wonderful. I can't even top it. So we're going <laughs> to so go right ahead on. and end the show on that note. But, yeah, you guys, we just want to say thank you all so much. You always tune in and help us out, and we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. You guys can expect to hear from us next Sunday, April 15th at the same time, 630 Central, 730 Eastern. And we want to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama and send us your confessions at confessions at number two us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. Good night, mate. Good night, janitor. Buffalo Wild Wings thinks your afternoons could use a little spicing up, so they're happy to remind you about, well, happy hour. You know the concept. Grab your friends and visit your nearest B-dubs to score $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms. There are beverages, too, like select domestic draft beers starting at $4 and deals on select liquors and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Which reminds me, I'm hungry, and happy hour is sounding pretty good right about now. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. Buffalo Wild Wings thinks your afternoons could use a little spicing up, so they're happy to remind you about, well, happy hour. You know the concept. Grab your friends and visit your nearest B-dubs to score $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms. There are beverages, too, like select domestic draft beers starting at $4 and deals on select liquors and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Which reminds me, I'm hungry, and happy hour is sounding pretty good right about now. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited.